0: Welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks, the podcast where we get down to the nitty-gritty of what actually happens during and after a cancer diagnosis. Hosted by me, Madison Pollitt.
1: And me, Paige Gill. Today's guest is Zoya Ibrahim. She currently works in fintech, but her past education experience makes her passionate about helping people better understand health. She was diagnosed with papillary thyroid carcinoma and is considered cancer-free after surgery in 2015. We are so excited to talk with her today.
0: Hello, Zoya. Welcome to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Of course. We can't wait to talk to you and hear more about your story. Um, I always like to start with how we were connected a little bit and we just talked about it. But So, Zoya, you're... Friend saw Paige's fiance's Insta story. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> then exactly.
0: Out. <laughs> exactly, it's awesome. awesome. I
1: love that. Yeah, we I were love just that. also saying how we love how small of a world it is because I would have never thought that my fiance's posts would actually <laughs> yeah. get anyone on this show. So I'm gonna keep telling him to put something up like every day. So yeah, make it more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that's great. And
0: you just recently celebrated your five-year cancerversary this month. Yeah. So congratulations. Yay. Thank you. And you had papillary thyroid cancer. Is your cancerversary the date that you were diagnosed or the date that you were deemed free of disease?
2: Yeah, so it's the day of my surgery because technically after my surgery, I was cancer free even though there was cancer cells left. Um since the tumor was gone, they considered me cancer-free after the surgery. Okay. Yeah, so I was diagnosed August seventh, and then my surgery was five weeks later. I okay. got it. Awesome. Well,
0: congratulations! Thank yeah, you. that's huge news. Five years is big. Too. Yeah. yeah,
2: honestly, is- it's been so weird though. I thought that. 5 years I'd be like so reflective and I just yeah. I don't know it was really weird maybe because of covid too like I always imagine having like a cancer party or something but
1: yeah, it was just kind of right. like okay we're here yeah <laughs> it's 5 years yay i yeah. know that's that's how i honestly felt like even on 1 year i was like expecting this huge thing big celebration and then it's like oh okay i guess we just did it yeah like yeah past years I, I definitely
2: felt like more reflective and I thought that this year was going to be like a lot and I was yeah. telling Maddie I kind of like avoided my emotions I think cuz I didn't really mm. process it for for some reason but it's kind of like 5 years I know that's like a big thing in the cancer world it's like oh once you get that 5 years yeah. but then it's like
1: is anything really different I don't know <laughs> yeah no your 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 body's thinking it's different your body's thinking 5 years is different hope so hope so <laughs> And how did, how did you find out that you had thyroid cancer, Zoya? Like, what was your background? Yeah.
2: So um, if uh, I was actually listening to episode one, and it's kind of similar to yours, where I went um, to Boston, New York for vacation to meet up with some friends. We went to the Hamptons. We were just, like, partying a lot, drinking, not eating properly, not sleeping yeah. properly. So I got sick. And you know when you're sick, you kind of get, like, swollen lymph nodes,
1: Yes. So, um
2: I found like a lump in my on my neck um when I was home after I was like, you know, fighting a cold or whatever it was. And so I just assumed it was a swollen lymph node. Luckily, I found it in front of my family though. So they followed up like a few days later like, "Oh, is mm-hmm. it still there?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it is still there." Obviously, you're not going to think it's cancer. So, I was just yeah, like, whatever, it's... like it's fine, but like a few days later, again, they followed up and it was still there. So we're like, oh, we'll just go get it checked out, whatever. Um, so we a- We actually had a friend, like a family friend that's a doctor. So he came to look at it. He thought it was probably mm-hmm. a goiter, which is pretty common, um, which could lead to like an underactive thyroid or overactive thyroid, hy- hypo or hyperthyroidism. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, just get it checked. So I went to the doctors, ultrasound, blood work. My blood work was fine. It was within the normal mm-hmm. range. I now know that like the normal range is not always like the optimal range. So, mm-hmm. right. but it looked fine um, because of the size of it in the ultrasound. They decided to do a biopsy, the fine needle aspiration. Um, they also said that like neck nodules are super common. Like ninety percent of people have nodules in their really? neck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, but like swollen, I I mean, I can feel them, but they're not like swollen. Yeah. You know, and
2: I guess with the composition of it too, like it was like partially cystic, partially solid or whatever. They're like, oh, it's only 10% of those are cancer too. So Mm.
1: Um, yeah, got the biopsy and it was, (laughs) of course. Yeah. You're like, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm in that 10%. Thank you very much. I know. Right. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. The statistics I... are never really helpful to hear. No, because okay. you know you're
1: in a very rare amount of people. Then
0: right,
2: yeah, it's not. Helpful. Yeah, it's... so yeah, that's kind of. I just like got sick, and it kind of pushed it to the surface, so I noticed it. it. But from the size of it, they said that it had probably been there for a while. I just never noticed because mm-hmm. don't don't really check yeah. my neck that often.
0: Yeah, isn't thyroid cancer like kind of hard to detect?
2: Yeah, because. Normally. Yeah, because usually people feel fine you don't really have
0: many yeah. symptoms
2: until it progresses and then you can see that neck nodule but even then like that's so easy to ignore um actually right. after I was diagnosed someone that I know had known about a neck nodule for like a year or something and once they found out about me she got it checked out and it turned out to be cancer as well so it's like no oh, wow. yeah so it's one of those things that that's I think crazy. you just like don't think that it's anything
1: yeah Right. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. That is scary. Yeah. Like cuz I knew a lot of my friends after mine came out that it was cancer they were like, "Wait, I've been having this. I've been oh, having no. night nice sweats." <laughs> oh, right. Oh my god. And, and yeah. Thank god, they're okay, but that's yeah. scary when it actually turns out a year later.
2: Yeah. And also I think like a part of um a physical is supposed to be in, like included neck check and they're supposed to feel your neck, but Previous to this, I don't think I've ever had anyone check my neck in a physical.
0: I agree. Yeah. Like, they check my boobs. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like, my oncologist, of course, now checks my neck and, like, the lymph nodes by my groin and, like, everything. But, yeah. I don't think, like, before that, the neck wasn't checked. I think you're right. Yeah. Like, I
1: can't remember that. Yeah. Before lymphoma, there was no neck. Yeah.
0: Either. Yeah. Like <laughs> what you're saying, Maddie. There was no neck. Yeah. Is, yeah 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 well
2: and
1: I, oh sorry go ahead oh oh i was just gonna ask so what kind of happened once you got diagnosed yeah so um i
2: found out on i got the biopsy results like the biopsy was like such a process it honestly sucked mm-hmm. um it's so invasive <laughs> but um it was a fr i remember it was a friday and My mom and I are very proactive about like getting results. So like the doctor, I don't know, doctors are just so frustrating that I feel like you have to be proactive. So um, we were like calling to find the results. And then they were like, Oh, can you come into the office so we can give you the results? And I was like, Oh my God, they want me to be in person. That means it's bad. So My mom was at work. I was at home. So she was like, meet me there. And I I remember on the car ride. I was like on the phone with my brother and like, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. And it was cancer when I got there. So
0: Yeah. But it was a
2: Friday and I remember we're like, we're not waiting for the weekend. We're not waiting like Friday, Saturday, Sunday until Monday, or we're gonna go crazy. So we were making phone calls like crazy to try and see a surgeon (laughs) that day to at least get some answers. So We Mm -hmm. luckily Mm -hmm. we were able to like squeeze in somewhere and see a surgeon. So I saw a surgeon the same day I got the diagnosis. And he ended up being the surgeon that I stuck with. He was um my dad had a dry cleaner's at that time. So he was one of our customers and he was an ENT surgeon, ears, nose, throat, which is what we wanted. Cause I know my my endocrinologist Mm -hmm. had recommended general surgeons and someone had said, like, definitely go to someone who knows that anatomy because Yeah, you can mess up like your vocal cords, your parathyroid glands are like embedded within your thyroid. So they're like, definitely go Mm -hmm. to someone who sees that anatomy all the time. So yes, for sure. I saw him that same day. Yeah, that's
1: wow. Very proactive. Good for you guys.
2: Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And then from there, like, kind of just waited and got ready for surgery. Since it is a slow growing cancer. He was like, let's wait five weeks. There's another surgeon that I want to do it with. And that's like the next time he he's on the okay. schedule so I mean I think it's probably empty because September 11th no one wanted surgery on that day probably mm, so yeah. I was like I'll take probably. it you can get it out of me
1: yeah I'm fine with that <laughs> yeah
2: so that was pretty much it for the surgery and then I did do um radioactive iodine after
0: and what does that, yeah, what does that like do? entail and
2: yeah so it's internal radiation. So usually when you think about radiation, it's usually the external beam radiation. Um, Mm -hmm. But the thyroid cells are really unique in the sense that they're the only cells in your body that take iodine. So Mm -hmm. you basically go on a low iodine diet. So you starve your your body of iodine for the two weeks before. You also either have to go off your medication, which I did and it sucked and I don't recommend it. Or you have to get um, these shots that like block the uptake of the medication so you don't have any thyroid hormone and you don't have any iodine and then they attach radioactive material to the iodine and you just like swallow a pill and then all these like anything that's a thyroid cell or a cancer cell acting like a thyroid cell will like they're starving of the iodine so they like take the radioactive iodine and then it kind of like lights up you do a nuclear scan and you can see where it is you can see if it's spread
0: Oh, um, okay. and then
2: it also it is radioactive so it eventually will kill those cells
0: right so okay. with that oh, interesting so you do that just
2: yeah no yeah, so sorry. you just do that once I swallowed a pill and then um, I had to quarantine because I was radioactive so like my right. saliva my sweat my pee everything was radioactive so like I had to stay away from people for oh, oh that's so a crazy week, and then like kids longer so I was working at a tutoring center at that time so I was like I can't I can't uh, come for like uh, yeah. <laughs> a few weeks yeah but um yeah, yeah. it just kind of felt like you had the flu for a few days and then yeah it was weird
1: oh so there, <laughs> that is, so there is a side effect so you have like flu-like symptoms after you take this radioactive pill
2: yeah, you just like, I remember I had this whole like list of things to do that I was like, I'm going to be so bored. I'm stuck in my room. And I had this whole yeah. list, like I had movies ready to go. I had like all these activities. I had like the adult coloring books and I was just so tired. I just
1: like sat all day.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it
1: did take <laughs> yeah. it out of you. Yeah. yeah. Take a lot of But out, I mean, yeah. honestly, it was
2: just a few days, so I can't really complain. I was just like sleeping, sitting, like it was fine. <laughs> yeah, love your yeah. time pass. Yeah
0: so did that kill the rest of the cancer that Uh,
2: i don't know (laughs) that's the thing it's like five years later and i still don't know because technically it should have i had a high enough dose that i should have when i did the nuclear scan like it hadn't spread to other lymph nodes technically it should have but my tumor marker is still not completely below zero it had gone below zero and it came a little bit higher so they check your um thyroglobulin which is the protein made by thyroid cells or cancer cells acting as thyroid cells and that's kind of what they what mm. they use and that's like it's still low and it hasn't really been changing but i do have some nodules so like okay. it's likely that there's thyroid cancer somewhere but like it's not it's not growing hmm. and it's not changing so there's nothing to be done i am going for a ct okay. scan with contrast in yeah. february which i've never done it with contrast before Oh, right.
0: You said that before. Yeah, yeah, so
2: that will hopefully give more information, but it's just, like, chilling. I don't know.
0: Huh, that's so interesting. Yeah, I was explaining to her page, like, the, the contrast is, like, easy, and also there's – sorry, my niece is
1: swimming in the back. So.
0: Um, <laughs> But the, the contrast is super easy, and, like, it just feels, like, you peed for – a minute. Yeah.
1: It's it's so so easy. Warm tingly feeling sensation. I mean, you say awesome. that, but I already
2: struggle with the CT scan without any needles and then throwing it throwing an IV <laughs> no. I don't know. I like still hate needles. After five years of like <sighs> having to get this check, I
1: still hate getting my blood drawn and I still hate needles. So I know it's it's yeah. something I guess, yeah, you never really get used to, even though it happens so frequently, you're like I thought that I would be used to it by now, but well, Ma- I, I thought about that the other day. Sorry, go well, ahead. Well,
0: Maddie, you said you are used to it, right? You're just like, uh, people prick me all the time. Oh, I'm so used to it. Yeah, I'm so used to it. I was never, though, scared of needles. Like, it never really bugged me, but now I'm like, it doesn't bug me at all. Like, I went to the dermatologist a couple weeks ago, and they had to like, take biopsies of a couple things, and he was like, sorry if this hurts, and I was like... It's fine. And then he was like, What's this scar from? I was like, Oh my poor I had chemo. He was like, Oh Yeah,
1: so, so you're really fine. Walk in the yeah. park for right you,
0: yeah. You're fine. But it is it's totally fine. I mean, yeah, I guess if you're if you're scared of needles it's it's not different. the best I feel like thing. that doesn't go
1: away. Yeah. yeah. I actually I just would distract myself by like being on my phone on the other side. Like I would just be scrolling through Instagram just to have a distraction because mm. it wasn't that I was scared, but I would, it, it was very painful for me to for Them to find the proper veins and stuff, oh. on my they had trouble with mine, so they would sometimes like pop a vein and I that. Oh, oh really? Gosh. Yeah, I've gotten bad bruises and stuff from it, and so that's kind of the one oh, gosh, yeah. I, I just wasn't a fan
2: of the after effect, of oh. it, I guess. I'm lucky, I at least have good veins for how scared I am. Like, at least I have good veins. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. so good, that's, that's important, that's really, knock yeah, on wood because I didn't. <laughs> yeah I found one vein that now works you have to time. tell them oh, so I just tell them I'm like it's yeah I'm like oh it's my god right That's there so funny <laughs> and yeah
1: and what did you have to go through like after surgery um for the next is years or year mm-hmm. I guess every cancer works so differently so I'm not yeah really aware with thyroid cancer yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. so basically with this one I was um luckily I didn't need chemo. Most thyroid cancers you can fix with just surgery. Or if it, mine was a little bit bigger, It had spread Mm. like it had definitely gone into at least some lymph nodes, which is why I did the radiation. Um, but so that was pretty much it. It was just like the hormone struggle after that. I mean, obviously your body, like I lost an organ. So that was obviously like a huge adjustment for my body, but it was mostly the hormone thing. I also, I was like, I also like did not have great doctors so I didn't have my thyroid hormone replacement medication until like 2 weeks after my surgery. Oh which
1: no. I wow. should have had it
2: the next day, but my endocrinologist, my first my first endocrinologist right. sucked. And then it was just like I don't know how it fell through the cracks at the hospital. So um That kind of sucked. And it was just like trying to find the right dosage and trying to balance the hormones and just being off the medication Mm -hmm. for those two weeks. And then also before the internal radiation, I went off them because I was scared of the shots. Um, That kind of like messed up my other Mm -hmm. hormones. They all kind of work together.
1: So it's just kind of
2: a hormone struggle. I slept a lot. You're like, I didn't realize how important hormones were until this happened. I also didn't realize like what your thyroid did or how important it was, like, I didn't even know what it was, or like mm-hmm. what it did, but it, it's in charge of your metabolic rate, your body temperature, your heart rate, your muscle retention, your mood, hair, skin, nails, bone retention, it's like a lot of things.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, like, everything. Everything. yeah. <laughs> were you? Were you? Oh, I, I'm gonna get the names really messed up. Were you hypo or hypo? Is no. that the right? No, no, no. Yeah, term. yeah, yeah. You got it. Okay. Um, so, hypo is
2: when you have an underactive thyroid. So, you don't have enough thyroid hormone, which means your TSH is high. And hyper is when you have an overactive thyroid. You have too much thyroid hormone. So, your TSH is low. It's kind of like opposite. But mm-hmm. I was actually neither before. If anything, I was like a little hypo, but I was actually neither. My, like, as I mentioned, my blood work was like in the normal range. Afterwards, when I I definitely went through like, a few phases of being hypothyroid, where I didn't have enough thyroid hormone, that's when you usually see people like gaining weight, being really like tired all the time, cold Mm -hmm. all the time, um, hair falling out. Mm -hmm. So that was, um, I definitely went through a few phases of that a little bit of like depression for a little while. But right now they actually so cancer patients, they like to keep you hyperthyroid to kind of suppress. If there are any Mm. cancer cells left, they kind of want to suppress that. Um, So they don't want like your pituitary gland is what makes your TSH, which tells your thyroid to make more. So they don't want your like pituitary gland to be making that TSH. So they, you kind of want to have enough in your body so you don't have to like activate anything by accident sorry, I get real sciencey. I like love information.
1: I like it.
0: (laughs) No, I love it.
1: (laughs) This is so great. I love it. I think it's so interesting. Knowledgeable you are about what you had. I feel like if someone asked me what lymphoma was, I'd be so brief with it because I wouldn't really know so specifically (laughs) and scientifically.
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, I like love information. It's like one of the things that brought me comfort is feeling like I had a sense of control, that like I knew what I was doing a little bit because yeah. it's it's like so mm-hmm. scary. You're just supposed to blindly trust what doctors say. And like, I've now learned that yeah. a lot of the time I don't like the advice that they give. So I'd rather yeah. n- like know what I'm talking about. No. So, um, and unfortunately you do mm-hmm. have to be so proactive and thyroid cancer is one of those things where it's still not treated super well. Like there's a lot of over-treatment and under-treatment And it's just, like, one of those things Mm -hmm. that, for how common it unfortunately is, it's still not figured out, so.
0: Right, that is crazy, and it's crazy because it affects so much in your body. Yeah, yeah, totally, so. Which I totally didn't realize, but it definitely affects a lot. (laughs) Yeah, and have you found, like, a balance? Like, what do you do now to you know. Balance yeah, so I think
2: out. it just took time. Honestly, mm-hmm. I got my hormones checked. I definitely took like some supplements like Vitex, chasteberry, and like different things that would support my hormones. Um, I think it was just time, honestly, it, just like lots of sleep yeah. to let your body recover. And like lots of time, I've definitely found a diet and supplements that work for me and make me right. feel good. My hair is finally getting back to normal. I, I was I, gonna say you have beautiful hair. Thank, yeah, you, you gorgeous thank you <laughs> it it like is finally getting back to where I'm like ooh, thank you yeah. <laughs> but I mean I didn't lose it so I can't say that but it definitely like got really dry brittle and fell out a lot but still yeah
0: to have just right to have just like no control of how something yeah on your body is yeah. we're so used to of course yeah yeah like, and it's so weird yeah it's so weird because even it, though like
2: hard. I don't, I hope this isn't insensitive because I know you both lost hair, but mm-hmm. it was like when mine was falling out a lot, it wasn't to the, to the extent that it would with chemo, but it was just like falling out a lot. And it made me feel like a cancer patient <laughs> because yeah. every time you see it, like on TV yeah. or anything, it's always like, they always talk about like hair loss. You always see bald people and I didn't completely lose it, but it was like, that's the thing that it was like, I don't know. Like yeah. <laughs>
1: that made you feel like yeah, it was like real. Right.
2: Yeah. Like when you like shower and you have that like wad of hair that you just fell out, you're like, okay. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, it It makes you
2: feel like you're
0: sick and no one wants to feel that way.
2: (laughs) No, totally. What kind of diet and supplements did you feel like helped you? So definitely making sure that each meal has protein, carbs, fat, like it's well balanced, like don't have carbs by itself um, because that will, you know, convert to sugar and create insulin spikes, which will create cortisol spikes and just mess with your hormones eating the right amount not undereating not overeating um, I love sub- supplements my um, perspective is changing a little bit so what I took back then for hormones is probably different than what I take right now but I don't I don't even because mm. I remember I used to take zinc and stuff back then and now I'm like I don't know the information is changing now there's like right. a bunch of people who believe that
0: it's like bad for you to take zinc I don't know yeah oh really. There is, there's always new information. It's so true. So what do you take now? I'm just curious. So right now I take magnesium
2: glycinate because apparently like 80% of Americans are deficient in magnesium. um, And that controls a lot of other things in your body, including your hormones. So I take magnesium every day. Um, I take vitamin K2, which kind of activates your vitamin D. Um, I take vitamin E, which helps protect you against polyunsaturated fatty acids, I still take Vitex for hormones. I definitely take a probiotic and I take a spore-based probiotic because apparently that has like better survivability than some of the other strains. So okay. if you get one that's spore-based, it like actually makes it down to the colon. It can like survive the
1: stomach acid. Oh, that makes, I'm glad I'm taking Megaspore. And- oh,
0: okay. Will you sign? Sound- yeah,
1: that's a good one. Will you yeah. sign? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is that
1: a
2: good one? Mega I need mean, a good one. Just arrived. I mean, they're expensive, but for me, it's like worth it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's worth it. I just like probiotics are so hard to find. Yeah.
2: Good and if I put brand. them in the fridge, I forget about them. So this one, you don't have to refrigerate, yeah. which I love.
1: Right. And, and I have also heard the brand Garden of Life. I was okay. doing that for a while. Garden of Life um, from Whole Foods. I'm sure they carry it in mm. so many other places, but that was a good one too. Mm. Oh, okay so uh,
0: cool we want
1: to take your probiotic. <laughs> great <to know>. smell. <laughs>
0: yeah I also take I yeah. take magnesium I have to ha- take magnesium because not graphic, but after chemo I like literally couldn't go to the bathroom and magnesium oh, was yeah, all my chemo. Interesting. I didn't know
1: that good to
2: know yeah, well I, <laughs> I think it also depends on what form because like magnesium <laughs> glycinate I always recommend people because it doesn't mess up your stomach so probably for your purpose you want one that does a little bit more yeah And for headaches too, that probably help your headaches, magnesium. I mean,
0: I take it every day. Yeah, (laughs) up it a little more.
2: (laughs) And were
1: you always interested in taking supplements or knowledgeable about supplements, or did it happen because you were diagnosed?
2: Definitely because I was diagnosed. I always joke around with my family that, like, I took one for the team because we were (laughs) super, super unhealthy.
1: (laughs) Oh, I would have never. Yeah, really? Yeah in every area food wise you well it's been it's been five
2: years yeah and when something like this happens you know I was
0: right.
1: like
2: it, it was just I couldn't believe that something happened because you know skinny is not healthy I was on dance teams in college you know everything was great yeah. so it just proves that like I wasn't taking care of myself and yeah we were super mm-hmm. unhealthy in college I would literally wake up and I would have like those bags of uh, what is it they have like the chocolate that's like the mini ones that are unwrapped in like big bags I don't remember what they're called it's been so long but I literally oh, had I chocolate chocolate <laughs> breakfast like I would literally wake up and eat chocolate so a <laughs> lot I was just, like changed. super unhealthy <laughs>
1: oh my god so was yeah, I I, I mean yeah in college you just but go for the easiest that is funny. thing too You're not in the mood to Mm -hmm. meal prep or to really think about what's good or not for your body. So, no judgment. It wasn't even about like effort, though. I just didn't know any
2: better. Like, even at home, we had chocolate Mm -hmm. all the time, like every day. We had dessert all the time. We like did not, we were not healthy. So, something needed to change. So, like I said, I took one for the team. Now we're all super healthy. (laughs) It's like,
1: okay. I guess, (laughs) yeah. A good thing did come out. That is really great. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. something good. And came I definitely out did not yeah. care about
2: nutrition or anything. I didn't even like go to the gym, honestly. Like I was I was not into health and wellness. Yeah. And now it's like completely different.
1: Yeah. Once you go through something like cancer, that's all it really takes to mm-hmm. change one at eighty degrees. So Yeah. It it does make sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel like I was, I'm the same way. Like I wasn't healthy at all. I didn't really like think about it. And now I'm,
1: yeah, now you're, coach, you really, yeah. Right. So I know. Yeah. yeah. That
0: is one smart <laughs> I'd say. And do you think you'll do anything in terms of like career or passion or anything like with health and wellness? Maybe
2: I'm definitely super interested in it. And I love um, teaching people about it. Um, so many of my friends will come to me now for recommendations. or like, Hey, They're is this good. like, okay for me to eat? Can you read the ingredients? Yeah. And I just think it's so important, especially now yeah. with like, you know, living in America, it's really hard to be healthy. Unfortunately, it's
1: expensive. It yeah.
2: Yeah. They don't make it easy. Yeah. But more than that, it's still hard. Like mm-hmm. a lot of things will, yeah, you know, the marketing will make it seem like it's healthy, but it's actually not. And, right. you know, things are so it's like, all the healthy stuff, they say it's like on the perimeter. And then like the tops of the shelves and the bottoms of the shelf, like the marketing just takes over. And it's just so difficult. And the quality of the food, like how the food is made, and it's just, it's just really hard. So I think just having that education is so important. Um, And honestly, with Mm -hmm. thyroid, specifically, thyroid disease, in addition to like thyroid cancer, like hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, Graves' disease, Hashimoto, those autoimmune disorders, those are so common. Right. And I, I think when I was looking this up two years ago, I, I couldn't find updated information. It was like one in eight women have will develop a thyroid disorder by the, like in their lifetime, and 60% of them are unaware of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's like one of those things mm-hmm. that no one talks yeah. about thyroid health, so I take it upon myself to try and talk about yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. Good for you. It's so true. So no one talks about it. I had, had no idea anything about hormones or how they were regulated or how food affected them until I did. Yeah. But and hormones literally, they literally control like, everything.
2: Yeah. And it's crazy yeah, that it, there's like everybody. no importance placed on it. So I, I think it's interesting. I'm like clearly passionate about it. So yeah. maybe, but you for should. now, I, I, know. Don't know. We'll I would see. have
1: thought you were already in that field. So I think you should kind <laughs> of go, especially if your friend's already asking you for free, do it do it and get some clients for some money. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Get that coin. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if it's hypo or hyper, but um, a lot of people I know, I think it's hypo, is they had it. That was super common. Yeah, they've had it. And I didn't realize how prevalent it was until I got really fearful that I developed it um, because they kind of scared me during radiation when they had Mm -hmm. to radiate. uh, Like the left side, they were like, I don't, we're hoping to avoid that whole thyroid area completely, but you never know. Mm. So mm. that kind of freaked me out mm. when that was put in my head. And I was like, oh my God, am I now going to always have to think like if I have something, if I start losing hair or if I start getting weight, yeah. like is it because of that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: get drained with energy? Cause I know that's like a very common side effects mm-hmm. so that was a big concern of mine and so they had to check my levels but I remember when I brought it up to like a few of my friends and family friends they were all like oh I have it I have it I have it and I yeah like, oh shit okay so it's really pretty
2: common okay yeah it, it's <laughs> it's more common in the southeast asian community as well so yes. a lot of a lot of us brown girls have it <laughs> yes
1: that is so true that is exactly what they told me and I was yeah. like, what the hell? That's so unfair. <laughs> Why is there a reason?
2: Probably, I don't know.
1: So oh yeah, that's on that's like a, just on you to find out I feel like, I should have an answer, right? I feel like you know, you yeah, you want to find out all the real information behind that. So I will, I will,
0: <laughs> and I want to talk about like the mental kind of emotional aspect of it too. So, like of course, when yeah. they say the cancer, like cancer, yeah. it's like, what the hell? So just like, how has that been the past five years? You know, how yeah, did you kind so, of like, you know, like, the that? C word, the first time you
2: hear it, you're like, <gasps> you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. It's, I feel like yeah. it's ingrained in our brain that it's like this horrible monster, which it is, it does fucking suck as you guys say, but, um, it, it's unfortunately more common. So it needs to be like normalized a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. oh my gosh, getting my mom to say cancer for like it took definitely like a a few weeks for her to be able to like say it say it without like lowering her voice. Uh You know? Yeah. Like Zoya has cancer. (laughs) You know, it kind of you know that always happened. But I mean I think I didn't have time to grieve initially. Like it was just like, okay, what do we do? We were we talked to like hundreds of people about you know, trying to figure out what to do. So we were just like, as I mentioned, proactive. We saw a surgeon that day. We tried to talk to as many people as we could, get as much information as we can, and then just get Mm -hmm. ready for it. And I think I didn't let myself process it. Um, Obviously the day I like still, I did tear up, but it was weird. I started getting like anxiety attacks but I didn't know what it was. I had never been mm. like very emotional. I'd always been like very logical. I didn't even know what my emotions were. Like it was like, Oh, a positive emotion or a negative emotion. Mm. And that was like, as far as it went right. for like my attachment. Right. But, um, I remember being at work in a mm-hmm. staff meeting and I'm like mid sentence and I start to get like blurry vision and like my limbs are tingling. Mm. And I was like, Whoa, what is this? So I like went outside for fresh yeah. air and I'm like, Oh, am I like, low on iron? Do I have like a vitamin D deficiency, blood sugar? Like what I was trying to figure out like the physical reason for this.
0: Right. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, random, exactly. Out, like, scientific so, like, what's causing yeah. this?
2: And it would just happen randomly. And um, then it started happening when I was like driving and I was like, this isn't safe. Mm. Um, so really uh, and then yeah. I think I, then I like something hit me and I was like, oh, it's anxiety attacks. And I totally... Oh.
1: Yeah, wow that's so, so crazy getting... that you're like, unaware that it's
2: happening and it... yeah I was like totally not processing it and it was just happening like I would just get literally like blurry vision and like it was it was super weird but it definitely wow. once it's I figured so out what scary. it was it like totally made sense and um I know mm-hmm. I, I've talked about this before but growing up I know that you know, mental health is not something that you can control. You can't just mm-hmm. tell someone with like anxiety or depression to just stop and they can yeah. just make it go away. But like when it happened to me, mm-hmm. I was like, I need this to go away. Yeah.
1: i went to myself. You're telling your mm-hmm. body like, exactly. okay, just stop.
2: I, I thought it was the most irrational thing ever. I was like, this doesn't make sense. I'm not worried. I don't understand why this is here. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't want this.
0: Yeah. That's and crazy that your body was like... It, it is a yeah. thing. It's so, like yeah, that, it's so like subconsciously
1: your your body knows more than right. your mind about what's going on with what yeah. you've gone through and is reacting yeah. in a way that is you're not mm-hmm. processing. Cause um I've been feeling that up and down like a year after where I've been having like a condition with like my stomach it's called gastric emptying Um, we're still trying to figure out what Mm -hmm. it is and a lot of the things that the doctors are saying is like you know your body has anxiety like we feel like you're undergoing a lot of anxiety and that's triggering it and making it worse and I'm like I'm not Mm. having anxiety for any other reason but the fact that this can't be figured out (laughs) about what the hell's going on in my body like that's what's giving me anxiety but they're like no like you can have it without knowing
2: yeah, no, so I told I totally did. Yeah, I definitely so was like, trying to figure out like why I'm randomly getting like blurry mm-hmm. vision and like tingly limbs. Yeah. And then once I figured it out, um, I definitely, you know, I was, it's something that I didn't want to accept. Yeah, when it happens to you when it when it happens to your friend, yeah. you'll be so supportive. Yeah. But when it happens to you? You're like, no, 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 I'm better than this. Right. And I was a psychology, yeah. I was a psychology major. So right. I'm like, oh, I can like get myself out of this.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: See, oh, I good. still see my therapist. Actually, she's like super dope. I really like her.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I'm actually looking for that- one in Orlando. So if you, think oh yeah. She's getting- <laughs> yeah. So- <laughs> Yeah. perfect yeah, yeah yeah no, her her
2: she's awesome she's also like because I'm one of the people like she can tell me what if you do this and I'll be like no that's not gonna work mm. and she you know so she can she can work with me because some of those things that you hear in therapy you're like yeah that's that's not gonna that's work for me you're <laughs> like no no but, um but yeah mm. I, I definitely started getting all my emotions after um, like I started feeling all of them. Like mm-hmm. I had never really like felt my emotions my whole life. I got diagnosed right. at 23. So like right. I went through high school and college being like very oblivious and detached right. from my emotions. Wow. Um, so in a way it was, it sucked having anxiety and even like whatever else I had, it definitely sucked. But in a way, like my emotional intelligence is really high yeah. right now, which is good.
1: Your EQ so went up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, wh- so how long would you <laughs> say after getting the surgery done, did you start getting like the blurred vision and the tingling?
2: Um, so in between diagnosis and surgery I had 5 weeks and I definitely know I saw my therapist like several times before that, so I'd probably say within like a week or two.
1: Oh, that's what happened pretty fast. Maybe like 2 For weeks. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so the delay. what was really Yeah, and the thing about the IV with the the contrast, like the CT scan with contrast is before my surgery, I I think this was a coping mechanism. Like looking back retrospectively, um I put all of my anxiety mm. on the IV. Like I wasn't worried about the surgery or the recovery mm. or the cancer. Like mm. I was like terrified of the IV. Yeah. <laughs> right? You have to just, pinpoint like, it and the... put it all on one yeah. thing to not mm. really take yeah. in the rest. Exactly. So I was like, you know, for weeks leading up to it, I'm like, Oh, my God, I don't want the IV. I don't mm. want the IV. And everyone's probably like, what the hell? Like, she's not like, Oh, my God, I hope they get all the cancer. Or like, Oh, my God, the surgery is gonna suck. Like, yeah. I hope I don't right. wake up in surgery or any of those like normal anxieties. But right. you know, that definitely crossed my mind. But I was like, Oh, my God, the IV. And once the IV was in, I was like,
1: all smiles. Good to go. uh, that's, uh, You know, I, I think that's <sighs> a real thing where I know I've done the same thing where I get much more anxious anxious about the smaller things and the bigger things I'm like okay like for instance mm-hmm. I remember when I got diagnosed with cancer I was like way more calm and collected because I knew almost that I didn't really have control but when it was like the day to day like school or friendship things like I don't know I would get anxious about like every little thing in life but then when cancer, right. Out, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think it's because, like, we try and take control over those little things. Yeah. And, like, we know we can't control those big right. things. So we exactly. Like, just yeah. avoid it. Yeah.
1: It's a thing. And all that emotion yeah. is yeah. just like, because I here always and make a joke. I'm thing. like, hit me with, like, major shit hitting the fan and I'm good. But, yeah. Not the small, petty stuff. I will lose my mind <laughs> and will be worried about the worst. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you're also in like survival mode at that point. You don't have like the luxury to yeah. try and like worry about it. You you have to just survive and the small things you have
1: that room to like get anxious.
2: So Absolutely. true.
1: Yeah, thank you guys. I'm not going crazy. I appreciate the <laughs> affirmations. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Everyone
2: was like, what are you gonna do about your scar? And I'm like, I don't care about the scar. <laughs> like how how yeah. bad? Oh yeah, who cares about the where scar? You,
1: where is your scar actually? I don't
2: know if you can see it, but it was a little bit lower because the size of my nodule, they usually try and do it like I don't know if you can see it with this lighting, but they try they usually try and do it on this neckline yeah. so it looks more natural. Um, but because of mine was like right here, so they kind of mm-hmm. to do it a little bit lower. Whoa. Um, But usually what I've seen is that like within a year, it's like pretty much invisible. My skin just really likes to hold on to scar tissue, which is why mine's still there. But like everywhere, like I had like a few stitches here and I still have scar tissue. I have like a stupid injury on my arm. My skin just loves scar tissue. I actually had like a pimple over here and I have scar tissue from Mm -hmm. the pimple. It's like my body is, I think I have to, I have to work on that. mm. But
0: yeah, so I scar (laughs) really easily. My
2: parents are from East Africa, and I know people from Africa have those keloids and scar tissue a lot more often, too. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It might be. But yeah, I didn't really care. People are like, oh, vitamin E. And I'm like, listen, no one can make fun of me for this. They can't be like, ha, you scar, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I have cancer. I, I think it looks bad.
1: I, I, like like I could you character.
2: Yeah. It's part yep. of me now.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah, 100%. That's what yeah, I feel exactly. like with our chemo port scars. Like, I haven't gotten mine out yet, but I know – that that's like always. Yeah. I used to be a little insecure about it, and I'm like, whatever. It's part of my story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No one could like be like, haha yeah. like, You know, like. And if yeah, they do, they're gonna it. feel like such assholes. Oh
0: my god. I'd be like, go you like, no, you <laughs> fuck yourself. Oh my yeah. god. Also, like, if people make fun of, like, we're older. Like, if people make yeah, fun of you for a scar, you don't really want to be so friends weird. with them anyway.
1: that that's a really weird thing to yeah that'd be yeah.
0: so weird you're right I feel like wouldn't well,
1: that be weird <laughs> I have a random
2: question that just popped in, to, oh, into I my head because of we, this we, get we don't have to questions. use please go ahead. Well, and you don't even have to use this but um did you guys ever <laughs> take joy and like or like use like the cancer card yeah that like... is
1: usually... that oh is usually... that's usually our question <laughs> that's so funny
0: but yeah, get out of social um, obligations all the time, I did not want
1: to just go to, or like things I just didn't want, yeah. like wasn't in the mood for. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh my god, that's so funny.
0: Yeah, I do have, a, I do have a funny I yet, think like story. I remember we said this in our first
2: episode. I page I don't think um, so because I listened to the whole first. I think I listened to the whole first episode. Did you not? well Okay, try, try it, try it. Yeah, maybe okay, you did maybe on the side. I that's remember true.
0: we. were I, I told Paige about it, but I don't know if we recorded it, but we were all going to um, an LLS walk, like a mm-hmm. Leukemia Lymphoma Society walk. Like me and all my friends, my whole family, we had like a huge crew and I was in a car with three of my best friends and one of my friends is driving and we're like, literally are pulling into the walk? And a cop pulls her over, mm-hmm. like in the parking lot of the LLS walk. And we're all wearing matching shirts. I'm bald. <laughs> like, and he pulls us over and he comes to the window. And he's like, you know, you didn't stop at that stop sign or like something stupid. And she was like, um, we're literally a cancer (laughs) walk for my friend that has cancer next to me. I was like, hi, like, uh, yeah, we're like about to go walk and raise money <laughs> for the cancer that I'm fighting. I'm yeah, like, you can... okay, sorry, it oh did work. <laughs> so clutch. So
1: that kind of worked, I guess. I mean, yeah, he he imagine
0: if he so gave a ticket. Yeah, that He'd is literally I, the worst
1: I, person I've in the world. I've heard a few times, like the police officers ones, and I love them because those are such good ones. I unfortunately yeah. have not had the chance of getting that. Um, even right, oh God, oh, right now right oh, now with yeah, um
2: COVID nineteen, my parents are just being like uh, so in Florida, Paige, you probably know mm-hmm. people are not yeah, being yeah. as safe as like other yeah. states maybe. So we're still being yeah. really safe. And um sometimes it it unfortunately it's easier to just like blame it on my cancer than to um say that like we just want to be safe, like, for um, some reason, that is yes. not acceptable, yeah. to just, like,
1: hey, we want to be strict, you're so yeah. right, you're so right, people are judging. who you talk to, right, so people yeah, find it weird yeah. when you're, like, not down to do a certain social obligation, know.
2: yeah, it's so annoying, because it's, like, we're doing the safer thing, yeah. should, yeah. we
1: should be judging we you be for, proud. like, doing the
2: less safe thing, we should
1: be proud, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> But, like, my parents sometimes, yeah. instead of explaining that, like, oh. we just think it's smart to be safer. Like, no, I don't want to go to that indoor restaurant. They'll just be like, you know, it's That's cancer. Because right?
1: <laughs> no one's going to question that. Everyone's going to shut the hell up. Right. Exactly. It isn't down. really oh, good. Yeah, exactly. I'll yeah. bring the food for you and leave it yes. on the porch. Totally, yeah. After they can't say
2: we go... <laughs> yeah. Five <laughs> years later,
1: we're still using yeah, it. That's so. a good point, actually. You're so right. That seems – I'm about pages to have like to
0: cancel all my plans.
1: <laughs> you know, it's weakened like immune system.
2: I mean, I don't even feel like I'm like <laughs> immunocompromised right now. It's been so long and I actually feel probably healthier than before. So I don't feel like I'm actually yeah, more at risk. Than healthy the only issue is that like <laughs> Exactly so uh, we just kind of yeah. use it. I don't really feel at risk. The only issue is that if you, if I do get the virus, then like my hormones might want to increase to fight yeah. it, and they can't self-regulate. But like, I don't like. Not mm-hmm. So, and
1: anyone that got a cancellation from Zoya now, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. the
2: real reason didn't want to explain right. to you how the virus works. So. it's an easy way out 100% you're judgy I love that
1: which is so sad right that you have to use it because everyone has such a different mindset about the pandemic right now but everyone's going to be on the same page if you say cancer cancer Mm -hmm. it's just unfortunately the way it is right yeah so keep using that cancer card I don't think it'll ever expire yeah yeah (laughs) i yeah. love that you asked us that I that's like that's who we are and i promise i didn't question. hear it I, like, so funny.
2: I didn't hear it in any of them <laughs> yeah i love it when we get
1: flipped. no oh my god it's no you're so funny when get asked <laughs> it, like switches it up a little bit but you you've yeah, been so yeah. interesting in the sense that like you gave us the full scientific knowledge behind everything as well so yeah thank you i feel so much smarter now yeah i love that yeah well, also like with, um,
2: I feel like you guys target a lot of young people and with, like, this is probably the most common cancer with mm-hmm. young women. Mm-hmm. It's like the only one that goes a lot right. for younger people. And even though it's not as widespread as like breast cancer or other types of cancers, it's been like the most rapidly increasing in the past several years. Other cancers, like the cases are slowly declining, oh. but thyroid cancer has been the only one that's been like oh. on the uprise of how many diagnoses are made very partially because oh, i think of like the ultrasound technology but i mean in the past i think like they were saying in the past 10 years the cases oh, have yeah. tripled that's a lot so huge increase and thio- wow. like, thyroid issues are just like so common oh now gosh, that yeah. i just think it needs to be talked about okay. i agree like, yeah, they're so common
0: yeah. yeah well thank you so much for sharing your story and yeah i agree yeah. it's important yeah yeah your first thyroid cancer guest so it was so interesting. And yeah, you had like amazing scientific. <laughs> thank, thank you, Zoya. And I love it.
2: Of course. Thank you guys so much. No, thank you. This was thank awesome. Thank you so much,
0: Zoya. Of course. Yes. Um, Paige will follow up about the for I'll sure. follow up about the probiotic. <laughs> yeah. Lots of follow ups. And then eventually we'll follow yes! up and
1: hang out maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You oh, you guys are in the yeah. same, same city. city so, same have city. same city. to come and visit too so yes yeah thank yeah you come, so much, you.
0: thank you so of much course, of course thank you so much of course
1: of course bye thanks so much for listening to cancer actually fucking sucks the podcast that tells the truth about what people with cancer actually go through each week myself Paige gill and my co-host madison Pollock. Sit down with fellow cancer survivors to tell our stories.
0: Keep up to date with our guests and new episodes on our Facebook and Instagram pages, Cancer Actually Sucks Podcast, and tune in every Monday to hear our stories.